everyone and welcome to the Life in Balance podcast where we hold space for each other in a crazy world sharing our ideas on how to find balance in one's life through yoga and all that comes with it. And I am here with my lovely and wonderful co-host and friend Nicole. I feel like we Hello. say that every single time. Hi, I know we're gonna need to come <laughs> like how up many with... other adjectives can I use to describe you? <laughs> we're just lovely and wonderful that's just how it is. That's just how it is exactly. Today we're going to talk a little bit about our retreat. I, I realized I was just I was just actually pausing for a moment because I, I'm so conscious right now for some reason or another. I'm not sure. I, think, I don't know if it's because um, due to the global pandemic, I haven't been back to Canada in a long time. But I'm, I, I live in, in France, as many of our listeners know, and I'm very conscious of my accent all of a sudden. I feel like I hear myself <laughs> say like about or out and I'm like, oh gosh, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's a beautiful <laughs> accent. And then I love their little, little pauses again. If anyone hasn't tuned in before, there will be moments where Steph will just draw a slow <laughs> blank on a word. <laughs> we roll with it. We do roll with it. We're obviously very reminiscent this uh, this time of year and a little bit sad. I think we could even, you know, say that we are not going on a retreat this year that we run um, every November in the south of France because of this global pandemic. And we know. had to, to cancel it and move the date to 2021. And though I look forward to that very much, it seems very far away at the moment. It does. It does. And it's like, it's this would have been our third year going and to this venue and space in particular. So it definitely feels like this is a, a tradition that we would normally be gearing up for and and actually at the time that this episode is available we would quite literally be in the middle of a wonderful life and balance retreat and today so we thought in honor of the fact that we would normally be on retreat at this time we thought we'd go through a little bit of a recap and discussion about what our retreat is is all about what we kind of can expect and and hope that our let's say students but not even students but people who who um who come and join us i don't want to re refer to them just as students because we're not obviously just doing yoga our our yoga retreat what's the word here we go i'm forgetting a word in english help me out help me out <laughs> you mean like our retreaters our retreaters. i refer to them that's, as our retreaters that's good retreaters <laughs> i don't know if it's a word but it is that now. feels like it's yeah people who are there with us <laughs> what we're sort of hoping that our retreaters get out of the experience um, and what we can hope to be able to convey to them throughout um, our week together. Um, I'm also conscious yeah. of the fact that I say I'm a lot. Oh, dear, oh don't terrible. worry. I deal with that in post. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think, you know, going on a retreat. So I'll, just a little bit of background. My first, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but my first introduction to yoga in general, really, in a way that was really impactful and meaningful to me was on a retreat. I probably talked about that in my, in my mm -hmm. interview that you did with me. Um, and so it had always been something that I, a way that I wanted to share yoga because there was something so magical about you know, leaving your day to day, so getting away from the stress or the 
the responsibilities or the chaos um, and taking a holiday. You know, I think it's safe to say most of us love to go on vacation. Most of us love to take time off, um, but to do it in a way that was really self-generating rather than depleting. Because I think sometimes there are holidays, you know, if you stack them full of like activities or sightseeing or, um, you know, even doing something, you know, in North America, it's so common to go down to the Caribbean and do kind of like an all-inclusive where it's just, you know, lots of eating and drinking and being out in the sun. And and so there was something so powerful about being on a retreat where there's enough structure for you to be really contemplative and self-reflective, but also get all of the, the joy of being able to really unwind and really consciously relax and then connect with people who are also there for that same reason. And I think that's part of what makes our retreat so magical is, and you know, when people come in, they say, it's like you picked us specifically to, to mm. come together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I still remember exactly what it felt like to be on our first retreat in 2018. And I say this, and I know it sounds perhaps a little bit cliche, but it was totally life-changing and I wasn't even a retreater. I felt <laughs> like this is A, something I was meant to do and B, I feel like I've found my people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember having that same feeling, but you know, we finished the retreat and we had a bit of a, a difficult time getting um, back to back home due to some transportation issues, but it didn't even, I felt like we were kind of floating back home. Yeah. It was insane. And it wasn't just because we, you know, we can't even use the excuse that we were relaxed on this sort of vacation because, you know, in, for lack of a better word, we're working, we're putting on this week for people that people have come and trusted us to, to, to put on for them. So it wasn't that we were, you know, relaxed necessarily um, after spending a week of, of, of doing yoga and eating great food and which we were able to do, but it just felt like, I don't know. I felt, yeah, I felt this sort of door open into something new and mm-hmm. I just sort of floated through it. Yeah, same. I think it also like the the week itself and the time there, it, it actually to me felt like a dream. Like I, I was like, mm-hmm. is this, we would, I know you and I obviously shared a room and we spent, we spent <laughs> every waking and sleeping hour together. Um, but, you know, we would have these moments where we're like, is this really happening? Like are people, you know, this is like, we are here in the south of France in this incredible space and like, and you know, people are, are into it and loving it and like seeing all these connections um, happen through yoga and through the, the, you know, workshops we would hold. It was just so dreamy, you know, it really felt like I had to keep being like, pinch me, you know, mm-hmm. this is real. And then going into last year, 2019, I'll speak for myself. I was like, oh my God, we can't possibly recreate that. That was too good to be true. But lo and behold, yet another incredible, amazing coming together of, of beautiful people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think we both share that same sentiment that maybe this was a fluke, you know, the first mm-hmm. you know, beginner's luck that we just managed to stumble on, um, you know, a, a time and, and a place and, and the people that just seemed to work and it did. And to know that it, it worked that same way a second year around, I feel like was you know, extremely gratifying and, and inspiring as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think before we maybe spin off too much and not all the wonderful sort of after effects that happen, um, that we feel happen after our retreat, maybe we can talk a little bit about what a day in a life looks like. Yes, please. 
um, between the yummy yoga classes and the yummy food. Totally. I think one of the most special moments, so, you know, when you wake up is we ask for silent mornings. So depending on the types of rooms that people are in, like you, some people have private rooms, some people are there with friends or family, some people are in a shared room. And we say that the mornings are are silent from wake up until breakfast. So whether or not you come and do the morning yoga class, we just ask that you take that time in the morning to just be with yourself and you can spend that however you like. I think what you know, you and I are really intentional about is, is so while we, we do have a program that's full of beautiful experiences, everything is optional. And we really encourage people to only show up when they want to, not because they feel like they have to. Uh, and so, and that goes the same for morning practice, although most people are, are quite dedicated to, to coming up and doing yoga with us for 90 minutes in the morning. And that is such a peaceful, peaceful time because it is quite literally just before sunrise. So as people are moving onto their mats, um, the sun is is rising and it's so serene. We're in the middle of the countryside where there's, you know, no traffic sounds, no light pollution. It's surrounded by the the Mid-Pyrenees mountains, rolling hills, fog coming so up cozy. out of the valley. Mm. It's really incredible. And also for me, I, I live in a city. I know you live in a small town. Hearing just like all the, the nature sounds, the bugs and the birds and the chickens that are in the back. And it's so alive. That time of day is, is just like the world is waking up. And then to do yoga in the morning is like you're waking up with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, you know, before we continue on what our, our daily life on a retreat looks like, I think one thing that we were necessarily not sure of when we first came up with our retreat concept and we chose the dates and the space and such it's not necessarily common to have a retreat in November mm-hmm. November is not a month in which anyone feels terribly inspired um, similar to February especially for those of us who are from Canada um, you know I I'm so thankful that we chose November for a variety of reasons and and partly because there is nothing that's terribly um, inspiring. The, the kind of the leaves have gone. It's it can tend to be a bit cold, maybe a bit damp in that time of um, that time of year. And for us, it was really important to actually tap into that time of that 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 space and that season in order to kind of go inward. So find that coziness within the kind of colder temperatures we luckily you know in the south of france you don't have um terribly cool days during the day but as you say in the morning and and late in the evening it can get a bit chilly you know there was a lot of wool socks and wool sweaters and and for us that was really a feeling that we wanted to invoke on our retreats as getting kind of hunkered down and cozy while feeling like you're in a safe um you know space with like-minded people so a lot of times retreats sort of especially retreats and, and, and vacation itself, sort of, as you mentioned, evoke, you know, beach and sun and um, swimming. And we really wanted to kind of create a a vacation experience that was maybe unlike the others, where we could you could go somewhere and feel a little bit disconnected and feel like you're within nature and, and not necessarily, you know, searching for the beach or searching for the next, you know, surf lesson. You're really just hunkering down and getting cozy and enjoying a nice cup of tea or coffee and, and 
you know, we, we luck again, we lucked out with the weather certainly, but um, I think that makes a huge difference in terms of the type of, of ambiance that we're trying to create. And certainly the space that we, where we run our retreat helps that it's sort of old countryside farmhouse. that has been redone and into a space that we can rent. And there's a beautiful yoga studio with big windows and looks out onto the mountains and it's just absolutely stunning. So I think all of those things really help to sort of evoke that feeling that we're trying to create in our, in our retreat experience. Yeah, my favorite feeling of the coziness is the the living room, which has that fireplace. Mm-hmm. And there's a beautiful mix, like as you're talking about the venue, Domenda Mornac, there's this wonderful mix of the, um, you know, the shared living spaces. So the dining room, the, the living room, the outdoor areas, and then there's the individual rooms. And I don't think I was quite expecting how, how much everyone would congregate in the living room. I, I sort of thought like this because the rooms are so gorgeous that you know maybe in between sessions people would stick to their rooms but I just loved walking into the house and seeing people curled up with their blankets and their cup of tea sitting on the couch reading napping coloring like just this really quiet everyone's like together but in their own space and there's no pressure to have to socialize or to have to do anything it's quite literally this invitation to just allow yourself to be which again is not something we necessarily make time for um, in our normal day-to-day. Well, it's wonderful too, because as you mentioned, you know, we ask that everyone be silent for the morning. And so even just people puttering around the living room and grabbing a little tea or a hot water or even a coffee before they come into, into the yoga space is also just like this kind of cozy, um, relaxed environment where everyone just feels and understands. And, and it just it creates such a nice balance for the whole rest of the day, I think. Mm-hmm. And post-class, we were lucky enough to have a a retreat space where our meals are all taken care of. So everyone comes out of the yoga studio and immediately you can smell, you know, croissant and <laughs> it's just like heaven. We can smell croissant like as people go down into Shavasana. So we're that like last 10 minutes of class and then the like... Fresh French baking just like wafts in and it's the most, oh, it's, it's heavenly. Mm -hmm. So good. (laughs) And I think what's really important for us for our retreat is to have a little bit of something for everyone. So the, the food is all vegetarian and we try to have a variety of, you know, healthy offerings, a variety of not so healthy offerings, understanding that not everyone wants to necessarily come here and have a sort of detox experience. The food is, you know, there's, there's a lot of it. It has a variety every single day. You know, we're able to have delicious yogurts and, and healthy fruits and things, but also be able to have croissant and pain au chocolat and things that are, you know, a little bit more indulgent in French. I think that we, I, I, I believe that we really tie in the country and the culture in which we're experiencing this retreat by by way of food, by way of wine. We haven't uh, invoked any sort of dry experience where people are able to sort of indulge and, and have a glass of wine at dinner or stuff, things like that. And I think that that makes a really great experience for people because they don't want to feel like they have to take away. We want to be able to add to their experience versus feeling like they're being deprived of something that perhaps they want. And the food is is a huge highlight, I think, in having every meal included and prepared for us by someone else, <laughs> being you and mm-hmm, I who are not mm-hmm. huge, huge chefs. Um, it's <laughs> been 
hugely successful, I think. Yeah. And I think that the food piece too is so important because, you know, again, if we're talking about life and balance, to your point, it's not about restricting at all. It's really about being able to enjoy life and to, and to, yeah, have the delicious fresh fruit and veg and then have this decadent brownie for dessert and, you know, have the glass of wine and then have the yummy lemon water. Like it's, it's about being able to choose the things that your body would like and the way that you want to experience that time. And so I love that part. And the food is definitely such a highlight. You know, I know as, as like mealtimes kind of approach, everyone's sort of looking around like, Ooh, what's on the menu today? Cause it is such a, uh, they do such a great job of making it interesting and different every day, but while still having those classics, like the French, fresh French bread cheese <laughs> cheese and yeah even the vegan cheese for people like me and yeah they really they really uh make sure that we're well fed can you remember your favorite meal that you've had on retreat so far Ooh, I can <laughs> I can remember my favorite desserts me too I was <laughs> just gonna say the same thing <laughs> yeah I mean like the chocolate mousse uh blew my mind every time mm-hmm. it was so good favorite dessert mm-hmm yeah. Um, oh, favorite meal. I mean, like they were, they were all so good. It was always so, so different. Do you have one? Maybe that'll spark some Well, some I was memory. just going to say I had one of my favorite, my favorite dessert was the same as yours was the chocolate mousse. But then we also, in 2019, on our final evening, we had these date, dates that were covered with tahini and chocolate and sesame. Oh, I, yeah. I like never... I think about them all the time. I'm like, I need to figure out how to recreate that or find somebody else to create it for me because it was so delicious. Yeah. And that last meal was so fun. It was all these beautiful canapes and and just like so many different varieties of flavors and textures. And, and we did so, end with a little bit of a dance party, I recall. We did. There was definitely a living room dance party. The living room on the last night was not a, a place of, of zen and quiet. It was... <laughs> It was very much alive and and well, but again, that's that's what we're talking about with mm-hmm. with this idea of life and balance. Is it's not about just being quiet and still all the time, right? It's about all of the the layers, all of the experiences, all of the emotions too. I mean, we really run the gamut. We do, <laughs> um, and you quite know, naturally, but that's, which is really helpful. Um, exactly, exactly. Not to force anybody to feel that they have to share and not anyone to feel like they, again, we, we, we do make such an effort in ensuring that everything that we offer in terms of yoga classes, in terms of workshops, in terms of anything um, as a group that people feel in, empowered to make the decision about whether or not they'd like to join. And I think that makes a really big difference. People want to have choice mm-hmm. and they don't want to feel like something is imposed on them. And yeah. so the fact that we give them that, again, they're here, they're, they're there to participate. They're not just there to, you know, sit in the, you know, sit on the couch and read a book. But if they want to just sit there and read a book, I mean, they're so welcome to do that. And I think that makes a huge difference for people, especially when they're allowed to just take time, again, to find that balance within even their vacation. And I think one of the, one of the main themes that we came up with when we were creating our retreat was we don't want to just create an experience in which people feel like they come and they do yoga for a week and they have a great time and they go back and their life just 
goes back to the way it was. And I think what we're trying to to do is evoke some sort of, not necessarily, I wouldn't even say change, but just some awareness as to how we live our lives. And we, we offer people some sort of tools and tips and ways to think about how they can make their life at home a little bit more balanced and in some ways a little bit more retreat-like. You know, taking mm-hmm. that time to sit in the living room and read a book and have a cup of tea or, you know, finding that time and for the in the early morning to just have some quiet time and, you know, maybe create a ritual around your coffee making, um, you know, each morning or again, adding, adding yoga into your daily life. And so it's not to say we want to change people by any means. We just want to offer people some, maybe some solutions and some tips on how to have that balanced experience and, and restorative experience that we have when we're on vacation and try to tie that back into their life which is sometimes easier said than done. <laughs> well, yeah, it is. But but again, just remembering, I think there's something really powerful about being able to experience it on retreat and and have that feeling of like, oh, wow, okay, cool. This is, I know that this feeling is possible for me, you know? And like, yes, of course, it's harder to access when you're in your normal day-to-day, but, but even just having the memory, to your point, like being able to cultivate the awareness where there is a state of being where I am, where I feel really connected to myself, where I feel really in touch with, with my environment or, or, you know, I'm, I'm in the present moment. And to remember that, to have that, even if it's just like a glimpse of it, you know, I, I remember guiding a meditation one of the last mornings and, and a student kind of like sitting there and receiving it. And, and there was just this beautiful moment of like, quite literally the sun was like rising up over the mountain and it was like beaming over her whole face. And it was quite, a powerful thing to witness. Like I could see it happening, but you know, her, her eyes are closed and she's in that moment. And, and, um, and, you know, sure enough, after she mentioned that, that that was so impactful, it's like, you know, that's, that's just a, a fraction of time and moment. But for me, if, if that is something she can hold on to a year later, two years later, 10 years later, of like, wow, like I felt so connected, so present, like that is, that is powerful. And that awareness itself is what we carry with us. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing too, again, that we, what we wanted to be able to diversify a little bit in the activities, again, as, as we mentioned, we wanted to have people feel like they had the ability to choose whether or not they wanted to join or not. But we really didn't want to limit the offerings just simply to yoga or to meditation. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, we tried to add in some aspects of art by doing some, you know, some mandala drawings. We add in, you know, a wine tasting because we're in France. And I mean, obviously that's really important. And, mm-hmm. you know, some exercise going out for a nice nature walk and had a picnic and, and just trying to sort of diversify a little bit the, the activities again to sort of evoke this sense of, of being on vacation without taking too much away from from the yoga retreat itself um i know we i i really enjoy it i don't know if, if you would necessarily agree but i love that one night we do a movie night and i again in the name of balance, you know, I go down to the local supermarket and I buy things like popcorn and M&Ms and some, you know, fun little treats. And we just sit and have a movie night and watch a French film because we're in France and it's, you know, it's something that one, one can maybe, you know, open their mind to and not necessarily something with super heavy content, but just to, again, to be able to sort of balance out the what what can sometimes be seen as heavy in our yoga practice and in our in our meditation and kind of looking inwards with something a little bit more you know cheerful and 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 light and 
the treats are always well received, I think. <laughs> Luckily, well, I'm well the only received. person that likes black licorice, so I just get to hoard all that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know we've made more than one uh, trips to the supermarket for, <laughs> for treat top ups. <laughs> But yeah, I like that you brought that up because we kind of like bookend the day almost with yoga. So, you know, we have our morning practice, which is a little bit more enlivening. And then the evening practice, which is which is more gentle, more restorative or more meditative. And in between, it's it's kind of, yeah, getting little flavors of other experiences. And I, I know like when when people decide to not come to one of our workshops, it's usually because they're either napping or they're going for a walk. And those mm. activities alone are just so beautiful and precious to be able to, to make that choice and to be like, yeah, this is what my body needs or this is what my spirit needs. And, and to not, again, not having any guilt or pressure around, oh, shoot, well, if I don't, if I don't go to that, I'm going to miss out, right? It's like, it's not about that at all. It's about like being able to start to connect with your intuition and, and, and see like, yeah, is this really drawing? Is this really calling to me or am I doing it because I have to do it? Or how can I spend more time honoring what I really want to do and like, yeah, being, being with where I'm at and, and making those decisions. I love it when people decide to not join a workshop because they want to have a nap. Like that is like, to me, I'm like, you I have succeeded. Win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's so, it's so great to, to be able to have those options and to have the freedom of, of choosing. Absolutely. I feel that same way when someone says that they're going for a walk. And I remember last year, a couple of the, a couple of our retreaters who didn't know each other ahead of time would sometimes decide not to join a, in, in a, a workshop or a something that we've put on because they just well, wanted to go for a walk together. And like, as a walker, I'm like, that is, it was beautiful. I think both of yeah. us kind of blushed and thought, oh, look, you were, you know, making friends. and Making friends. Yeah, it was really special. <laughs> it was really mm -hmm. special. Um, I just had a thought about what you had just said and the, my thought has just left my brain. And I apologize for that. That's okay. But maybe it might be fun to talk about because like you said, yeah, people make friendships, you know, talk about the kinds of reasons that people come to a retreat because in our in both of our retreats we've had people from Canada and from Europe and we've had people come as solo travelers so you know wanting to do something totally on their own not knowing anyone and we've had people come as friends and it's so interesting because a lot of what we hear and like tell me if I'm wrong but I feel like most people come into the retreat not really knowing what to expect like they're mm -hmm. like I just I knew that this is something I wanted to do but I had no idea what I was getting myself into and that makes it so interesting that all of these people come from totally different walks of life and come for very different reasons. And yet they, they have this shared experience that they might not have otherwise connected on. Absolutely. I do. And I, I believe that people really do come for a whole variety of reasons, but they, I would, I would say an overarching theme is that they're, they're coming because there's something that they, I want to say, I don't want to say looking for in the sense that something is missing. I'm not, I don't, I'm not suggesting that, but they're looking for something. And I, I say something more in, in, in quotation marks. I think anyone comes onto their mat, maybe looking for something about themselves. Often it's, you know, in relation to, you know, how they relate to perhaps their, 
what they do professionally. Maybe it's something happening in their personal life. It's n- it's generally never just because someone really likes to practice asanas. <laughs> yeah. So that's often what we say in you know when we when we chat during our podcast that most students will start their yoga journey just because they want to practice the physical art of yoga. But I I don't know about you, but I would say that the the people that come on retreat are not necessarily, actually are not there to be practicing the physical practice, but are perhaps looking for something outside of themselves or perhaps something within themselves that they like to tap into. Yeah, I agree. And I would also say that on each retreat we've had, there've been people who have never done yoga or have only Mm -hmm. done it once or twice. And yet they were still drawn to it. And so I think that's what's so amazing about yoga itself is it is a spiritual practice, whether or not we call it that. There is something within us that recognizes that we want uh, we want more, not because we don't have enough, but because there's another layer or air quotes, something else that needs to be explored or experienced. And so, yeah, even if you don't know what that is, there's at least this, this gateway of curiosity and willingness to say, okay, I'm going to spend a week on myself, Mm -hmm. even if I don't know what we're going to do. It takes a lot of bravery to do that. Oh yeah. Big time. And I think sometimes being in this world as we are, you know, on a, on a more daily basis, I think, I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget, I forget how, how much it does take um, for people to show up whether it be for a week-long retreat or whether it just be for class, even just to show up on your mat, sometimes it just feels like that challenge is, you know, insurmountable. But, you know, people come from far away, whether, again, from from North America or from other parts of Europe, and they, what I just found so almost astonishing is that people came and trusted us to sort of guide them through this week of, of practice and of pleasure and of curiosity and and all of that that comes with it and I just feel so trusted us enough somehow to to guide them through it yeah (laughs) full stop having a (laughs) a moment of like yeah (laughs) (laughs) just like yeah quite literally it's it's amazing and it feels again a pinch me moment where Mm. I I'm so grateful for their presence and for their trust. You're right. It is such a brave thing to do. And it's so, I feel so lucky, so grateful and so grateful to do it with you. I mean, Mm. not to toot our own horns, but we're kind of like (laughs) co-retreat leaders extraordinaire. We work really well together, I guess is what I mean. We do work really well together. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. do. And it comes really naturally to us. And again, I think if anyone's listened to some of our other episodes and you know certainly our interviews with each other we haven't known each other for 20 years you know and we didn't necessarily um get to know each other having anything specifically in common and now I have gotten to a point where like I can't make certain decisions without having consulting first (laughs) same I'm like, what time is Nicole going to be up with that six hour time difference okay I'll wait to (laughs) wait to make that decision until I hear from her which is rare, I think. Yeah, it is rare. It's so rare. And it's so, I think, I think that first retreat in 2018, that week together, you and I, that was the most time we had spent ever. Mm-hmm. 
together. Obviously, we had been planning it beforehand, but but that in-person time, yeah, it was great. You're the best. You're the best. Aww. <laughs> Retreats are the best. Oh, dear. I do miss it. I, I do, do miss it. But, you know, this is what we're... This is where we're at right now. So we're, we're able to talk about it and have such fond memories for it. And I think what I love too is, is getting messages from retreaters in the months that follow the retreat where it's like, oh, I listened to that song you played in yoga class and it like brought me right back. Or it's like, oh, I found a yoga studio I really love. Or, oh, I've started meditation or I've changed jobs because I realized like it wasn't really aligned with what I want to do. Like all of these little things little sparks of change to your point. It's not that people necessarily come in looking for any radical change, but that awareness that they develop on the retreat starts to trickle out into their daily life, which is ultimately our goal is about being able to to create a life where you feel more balanced in whatever ways balance means to you, because it's going to depend on all sorts of things. If you have kids, balance is going to look different than if you don't. If you have a job you love, it's going to look different to having a job you don't love. You know, like there's all these different scenarios where balance is constantly in play. And I think what we talk about on this podcast, especially is it's not a static thing where it's like, okay, great. This is my balance, total equilibrium, (laughs) no change. That's totally unrealistic. Balance is always in flux and it's always about finding a way to recalibrate back into this, the space or where you do feel centered ultimately. And that's going to change depending on circumstance, depending on environment, depending on what's going on in your world. And I, I really do believe that one of the ways that balance really shows up for us at our retreat is that we get just as much out of our retreaters as they get out of us. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it happens really organically through conversation, through, again, a walk through the woods or whatever, or whatever, however it happens. I, I feel like it happens so naturally and I can distinctly remember certain conversations and certain words of wisdom and certain shared moments that totally gave me a push to move forward in my life or different reminders of things that are important that kind of come up at different, different times when I'm, you know, when I'm far away from retreat and even from a yoga practice. And so I think that that's another reason why our retreat works so much. There isn't this divide between teacher student. We very much participate without being overbearing certainly, but we participate in, you know, in the evenings together. We also get to enjoy the living room with the cozy, you know, the cozy couches and, and warm blankets. And, and if anyone doesn't know this about Nicole, she is quite the fire starter in the um, (laughs) fireplace, which I am not because I'm quite scared of fire. So um, Nicole is there to put the fire on for us, which is fantastic. And again, I think that that makes it easier for people to to connect and to let maybe some barriers down that perhaps would have been there through three you know through fear through the unknown through you know feeling a little bit out of place certainly at the beginning it's again as we mentioned it can be a bit scary it's at a different country often for a lot of people you know where people speak a different language you're off quite literally in the middle of the countryside that in itself can be a little bit frightening. And then all of a sudden you're also in a space where perhaps again, you don't teach, you don't practice a lot of yoga, sorry, or there's a lot of sort of different emotions happening. And I think that because we meet people in the middle, it makes for a a lot more 
balanced, sort of relaxed atmosphere. Yeah. It's, I just had a revelation. I don't know if we've talked about this. Oh, I was just like, it's like coming home to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is different for each person, but you're kind of coming home to yourself and then you're bringing yourself to the table Mm. exactly as you are, which is such a wonderful way to, to interact with other people and, and to be able to share, to share wisdom that you have that helps another person, not like giving advice, like this is what you should do, but to just be able to share from your own experience and have that resonate with someone else and be like, oh, wow, like I'm able to see, see that a different way. Or it's such a cool, genuine expression of people just coming together for themselves, but then also subsequently for each other. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just want to go back. I know. <laughs> feels What's so the risk of doing strange. this now? It's, yeah. It really feels really strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. but where we are right now, it's just reminiscing on a podcast. But I'm so grateful for all these memories. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I know we have some, some retreaters who tune into the podcast, which is wonderful. And think of them all often. Like, I, I don't know if maybe it's even daily. Like at some moment in my day, it'll just be like, oh, remember when Mm -hmm. so-and-so, or oh, I wonder how that person's doing. Um, It's a really incredible moment in time to share. And I also think too, and again, we, reality does set in more so, you know, obviously once we get home from retreat and we go back to, you know, work or go back to organizing our family life and such. And it's quite literally impossible to stay in touch with everyone all the time. But with that said, I really do feel that the friendships and the really and, and the connections that are made through our retreat have lasted for a lot of people. And I know both you and I obviously keep in touch with a lot of our retreaters, but I think amongst them they also keep in touch, which is also so like heartwarming to me. It just like makes me mm-hmm. so happy to know that we, you know, obviously not purposefully but we were able to sort of facilitate those those connections which is really special yeah mm. so nice <laughs> i'm thinking about croissant and oh yeah imagine i guess i could just walk down the street and get one couldn't you I? could <laughs> you have to send one to me it's in not the, the mail. same it's not the same context <laughs> <laughs> it's true there is definitely something to be said for the environment yeah. I guess I could go down the street and then put them right in the oven when I got home so I could just have this smell um, oh. that would maybe bring me back a little bit yeah do, do do vegan croissants exist in like the they do they do okay I found them in Paris right yeah. I knew that yeah yeah <laughs> a treat well we hope that this episode has shone a little bit of a light on what retreat like life is like and that when we can safely gather together we will welcome some new retreaters i certainly hope so more to come on that thanks very much for listening everyone thank you